Time to talk Florida State Transfer Portal and all the different players that Florida State has coming in. Let's go. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into another episode of Locked On Seminoles. I am your host, Brian Smith. This episode is going to be about the players that the Knowles already have secured in the transfer portal class for 2024 season. And to be honest with you, with just a handful of guys at the beginning of the new year, I am quite surprised by everything they've got going on. It's It's been shocking to me how quickly Mike Norvell and his staff have really turned this around. So with that, we're going to jump into that right after this. LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. So here's what I want to do. Um, I'm going to kind of give some of my brief overall thoughts. I'm not going to make this specific about any one given player. If you all want to ask questions, you want to comment, that's what I'm here for. Please, uh, on, on that note, hit that like button, hit that subscribe. I really want to find out what people think because, again, I'm shocked how fast it went. Credit to the staff. I mean, I obviously for, follow Florida State very closely, but they've exceeded not only my expectations. I, I spoke to a few people around the recruiting world. I spoke to a few people that are just fans, et cetera. And regardless of whether they do or do not like Florida State, it's been a very linear path. These guys are getting it done. Like, look, at I had somebody bring it up to me. They didn't even know I ran a Florida State podcast. This is ironic. Just a Florida State conversation based on just some random person. They're like, man, Florida State's getting a lot of guys in the portal. They had no idea I ran a Florida State podcast. That tells you something. So with that being stated, I do want to talk about one particular player in general, because this is something that I was kind of worried about. It's not always easy to get the guy at running back. I hadn't talked much about it, but I figured Tofili would be the number one guy next year, and I still expect him to be. But getting Rodell Williams from the University of Alabama is important. I went through his stats this year, and I mean, he's played there for a while. He's a really good player from Town, just on the edge of Birmingham. He had 16 carries, 64 yards, and a touchdown against Georgia in the big SEC title game. So in a game Georgia lost this year. That's the guy that Nick Saban relied on against their biggest nemesis. And you got him to transfer to your school. That's huge. Now, I know there's a lot of other guys we can talk about. Maybe some are better. Maybe some are at a position of more need. But I'm bringing him up for a very specific reason. I trust what Nick Saban trusts. I just go by the numbers here. 16 carries, 64 yards. You're not going to have seven yards of carry against Georgia, no matter who you are. But he was the guy they relied on. He punched in for a touchdown. He was the guy they went to on short yardage. He was a key player. And that's kind of a microcosm of what Florida State has been able to get in this class overall so far. Again, I think they're at 12 or 13 kids committed. It may not be up to date. I forget the number, but... Almost everybody they've got, it's like I'm going through the list. I'm like, I remember talking about him. I remember talking about him. 
These are guys that have been around for two, three, four years. Some are grad transfers, et cetera. Some are been like in college for a year or so, but they're all highly recruited kids for the most part, or which this fits Mike Norvell and his staff very well. It's somebody that Florida state evaluated that Norvell's famous for this. We dislike him. We don't care what everybody else is doing. They've taken a few guys. I'm like, I don't know much about that guy. And then you look it up. They got a kid from Oregon State that's a defensive lineman doing a little research on him. I mean, Oregon State gets no pub. Let's not kid ourselves. They get none. And he had like eight and a half tackles for loss last year. Okay, sure. We'll take that. You need guys like that. He's 6'3", 270. Um, Matter of fact, let me pull up the list while I'm talking about it. If you continue to get guys that are either highly acclaimed out of high school and or kids that have produced at the college level to come in, Maybe you can surpass what I thought. Um, I picked Florida State just coming out of the bowl game randomly because I didn't know how the roster was going to go. I said seven and five to nine and three. This is before DJ even committed. And I said, that's kind of where I expect um, some of my friends that follow Florida State, that are big Florida State fans, a couple of them, they both think they're really dialed in, think that this is a rebuilding year for Florida State. Uh, Bud Elliott's even talked about that some. Uh, Bud's obviously a huge Florida State guy. I don't know if they can get above nine and three, but with what they're trending with, it's kind of hard to bet against them, not at least being in all these games. Now, next year, the ACC is going to flip over a lot. Drake May is gone. Obviously, Jordan Travis is gone. Uh, Miami lost their quarterback. There's a lot of turnover. So it's a little iffy. Quarterback's always the most important position. But Florida State's got an experienced quarterback, and they they got Mark Jones. They got Jalen Lucas from Indiana. That's another good football player people don't know as much about. I think there's going to be a little more boom for, for Florida State's buck than just about anybody else. I mean, Miami's got a pretty good transfer portal class, and it's still working. But I would take Florida State's over anybody in the ACCs, and I don't even have to look at Clemson. I don't know why Dabo still just doesn't really adapt at least a little bit. But right now, Florida State's – in contention if they get something out of DJ to compete for the ACC. And after all the players they lost, and they'll probably lose a few more after spring, it's just the nature of the beast. Can you really be disappointed? I mean, Florida State had a junior-senior team this past year. And I know the COVID year puts that in asterisk by everybody because a lot of guys could apply for six year. It makes it very difficult to track. But again, a lot of guys are going to leave to go somewhere just to start even if they could play on a better Florida State team. That's just the nature of the beast, not that I agree with it. So with that, um, please comment away. Um, I'm going to be happy to discuss anything that you all want to talk about. But in particular, here are the two questions I want to ask anybody out there. Number one, who's your number one transfer portal guy? Quarterback does not count. Quarterback does not count. Everybody, I mean, it's always quarterback, whether he's the best player or not. I get it. Leave quarterback out of it. Who's your number one Florida State transfer? And number two, this is more important, can you see one of the guys that maybe I don't talk about or somebody else doesn't talk about making a major impact based on who Florida State has so far? I'll run through the list here in just a second. Hey, Mike, what's going on? Uh, He says, what's up, Brian? Go Knowles. Mike, go. God, yeah, I I don't think there's any specific player for me, but the Rodell Williams thing, like I said, was my number one to start. He's 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 the guy for me. I don't think that Florida State, you know, Trey Benson was really good. 
had, what is it, three touchdowns, I believe. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, against Florida. And he also had key runs even after contact. He had like all but like one yard against Florida for after contact. That's terrible. Florida State's offensive line did not play well in that game against a really bad Florida run defense. And they still were able to punch it because of a power back. I think Rodell takes that role. I'm not saying he's quite as talented as Trey. I don't think he is. But then again, he had 64 yards against Georgia. So keep that in mind. Um, As far as what's going on with Florida State moving down the road, I also want to talk a little bit about that. A couple more things that they need. Obviously got Jalen Brown. That's a kid I know. He played in Miami. He was recruited nationally, Michigan, Texas A&M, LSU. Signed with LSU, just transferred to Florida State. He is a flat burner. I'm curious to see how they're going to utilize him because he has a lot of talent. They always like to get South Florida kids anyway. So that is a big, big bonus for them. Speaking of big bonus, FanDuel. Make sure that you are checking out FanDuel, the NFL playoffs. I was watching those yesterday. By the way, if you're a Cowboys fan, I'm, I'm sorry for what happened. That was that was hard to watch. The NFL regular season's wrapped up, but now there's a better time to get in on the action with FanDuel. It's the playoffs America's number one sportsbook is FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's a $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, such as live game day parlays. Find bets in the new Explorers tab. You can also go and make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays in many different ways as well. So. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, I'm going to get back in here to the questions and whatnot. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on, what we got here. Ray, let's see, linebacker Sean Murphy on campus right now. For those of you who don't know, Murphy was a big-time recruit out of the state of Virginia. I thought he was one of the top two or three linebackers in the country, if not the best inside backer when he came out. Didn't make a dent really at Alabama, but he's a highly coveted kid who is in the portal. If, they're, if they've got him on campus and I'm stuck up in Indiana at my parents while the weather clears so I can get back on a plane for any of those of you wondering why I'm in this room. But, um, I, you know, you got to take a chance on this kid. He is, I don't know what happened in Alabama. It didn't work out, but they got a lot of guys. He's transferring. The talent is there. From what I know of him, he's a good kid. Look, Ray brings it up. If he's on campus right now, and I did not know that, thank you for the info. Look, that's a big deal. Florida State desperately needs linebackers. That's something I was going to talk about. We discussed it on the show before. Can't go wrong with that, man. You cannot go wrong with that. You have to be able to land the opportunities like this. He may even start next year. Again, I, I don't know what transpired at Bama, but that's a dude. Let's see what Mike has to say. My favorite player out of the portal right now is wide receiver Malik Benson. Let's talk about that a little bit. Another Bama guy, transfer, speed, didn't get like everything to work out for him at Bama. I could look up his stats real quick, but he's he's a guy that can go. Uh, speed is without question his his deal. I don't know how much he was banged up. I saw Bama play live in the Iron Bowl, but I'm not sure if he even caught the ball in that game. Let's see. what He had 13 catches for 162 yards and a score this year. His last catch would have been – he didn't catch – he caught one against um, Auburn for 33 yards, and he did not catch the ball against Georgia or Michigan, but he did play. So 
Um, really inconsistent. He did have two catches against Texas earlier this year. But here's the deal with him. Not everybody wins the battle right off the bat. That's why the transfer portal is there. He's 6'1", 190, something like that. But he's a track kid. Florida State just lost two NFL receivers. You got to take chances on guys that have that kind of physical skill. So I, I agree with Mike. That's an important one, but I have no idea how they're going to use him yet. But it is interesting when you put him with Jalen Brown, that's two of the fastest guys on the team that are walking in from the portal. It's always good to get extra speed. Parker, DJU, we had to have a quarterback. Rodell added a solid running back to help us out as well. Both big gets. Go Knowles. The backfield is certainly looking better. I'm a big Tofili fan, but again, I love Rodell having, you know, an experienced back that was good against Georgia. That's about as experienced as it can be. I'll take that. And DJU has played at Clemson and Oregon State and been a starter. Nothing wrong with either one of those. Mike, I believe MJJ will be awesome. Yeah, look, I, I can't say how good he's going to be, but Jones went to Georgia. He had an offer from every school in the country coming out of high school. He's from American Heritage down in the Fort Lauderdale area. I saw him play. When he walks up uh, and shakes your hand, that's a guy that you know has a chance. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr. is a very physically gifted young man. Again, a lot of the kids that go to Bama, Georgia, no matter how talented they are, they're not going to play right away. Because they got another guy like him a year ahead. Kids get impatient, they leave. He could pop off his first year for State. The Knowles have not recruited, in my opinion. DN like they should out of high school. Maybe he gets his shot right away. Angelo. I definitely think we'll kick the tires on Murphy. Yeah, man, it's kind of hard not to imagine that. He's he's a really, really good football player. Something, you know, maybe it was just a depth chart thing and they just didn't trust him yet. They run a complex scheme at Bama. It's totally different at Florida State. A 4-3 compared to a 3-4. So Angelo brings up a good point. Hey, all right. Andrew also says, good morning, everyone, afternoon as well. Good morning to everyone out there in Florida State land. Josh Johnson, our schedule is very soft. You are guaranteed eight wins before you hit the meat of your schedule. Clemson, Notre Dame, Miami, UF, you split them and end up 10-2. Back to the ACC championship game again. I, I wouldn't go quite that easily. I need to see the full schedule and the order of it and all that. There's a lot of things to go. With the transfer portal, I don't make specific predictions on games anymore. Those days are over for me. I won't make those until June because too many kids are transferring out. But the ACC, you just don't know. There's too many guys coming and going. Like NC State got a good quarterback. They got the kid from Charlotte. Um, you know, there's – there's or uh, not Charlotte, Coastal. There's too many things going on. You, that week is going to churn. We'll see. That new head coach at Syracuse, these teams could go up or down. I'm a little eerie, leery of uh, making too many predictions yet. Go Knowles, trust Novor, Norvell, Portal, King. Alan, you are correct. It's kind of hard to argue with anybody really saying Florida State's not conservatively top three over the last two years in the portal. I would say number one over the last two years, and I know this portal cycle is well well on its way through the first half, but the second one's in April. For those of you who don't know, mid-April to the 30th, I think it's 15th to the 30th, is the second portal window. Can't complain about Florida State's ability to get big-time guys, though. They're getting guys from Georgia, Alabama, and then they're kind of picking some other guys like DJ from Oregon State, et cetera. This is a really good haul, and they got the D-lineman from Oregon State, too. They're going wherever they can find the talent. Hard to argue. 
All right. Your daddy, Noel, why don't we hear players 40 times like we used to back in the day? Um, That's a great question. A couple of reasons, in my opinion. Number one, kids don't report them because if they're electronically timed, they're a lot slower than they thought they were. I can guarantee you that. When I go to an Under Armour event and I can be sitting, I can time it myself if I want. I've never really done it, but the kids, they don't get the times. That stuff goes out to colleges and whatnot. We don't get it as media. And unless I'm at a combine, a smaller one or something with the electronic time, I just don't get them. Uh, And again, nobody really believes the 40 times that kids self-report. I know I don't. And I know college coaches don't either. They don't count anything unless they're the ones doing it. Uh, I know at UCF, what's one of the first things they do is everybody runs. Coaches do it themselves. I stand there and watch it. I've done that at other schools too. So that's kind of what it is. It's just a lack of trust more than anything else. Angelo, with kids from Washington, Bama, Arizona, having 30 days to go into the portal, we'll see more talent waiting to be picked from, 100%. Angelo makes a great point, and this is a rule I might as well bring up. If your coach leaves, I believe it's from the day or the day after, the players, the clock starts ticking. You get 30 days for that specific school. It's like its own transfer portal. Hypothetically, if school X, wherever, on February 10th loses their head coach, that's a 30-day window for that school for each player. So this is a good point. Again, it's Washington, Bama, Arizona are the schools that have opened up here recently. From that time that they opened up 30 days, you don't know who's going to jump in. Here's the tricky part. We're well into the middle of the month of January. Depending on how the semesters work, some are on block schedules or whatever. Some of the kids may have started their semesters already. That's awkward. And some of the kids might be like, I want to transfer to this school. Well, they've already started their school. I don't know how that stuff works, so it's a little awkward there, too. They might have to finish their semester where they're at. I I don't know, or just drop out. I mean, it's awkward because you can't go to spring ball unless you're enrolled. I don't know how the NCAA does that. That's the weird part about the spring transfer stuff. You gotta go through spring practice for transfer. You have to. I'm not sure exactly how that works. Ray, we just been crystal ball for four-star 24 quarterback Trevor Jackson. I know Trevor really well. Uh, tremendous athlete. I don't know if he's going to be a preferred walk-on or a scholarship. But that's interesting. I did not know that. That's why when you come on anymore, I do live shows more than I used to, because by the time I record a show, edit it and and post it, something changes. This is a great example. Ray, thank you for that information. Trevor played at Jones High School in Orlando. Josh Johnson, I hope we get some of them Bama linebackers. Look, I have no idea. This is a good point that you brought up by accident here. Washington did run the same scheme as Bama. Georgia and Bama are about the only two that truly run the old school mega big guy in the middle, 3-4 defense that had those guys that have successfully done it for several years, not like recently, maybe had a good year or something. Texas can run that if they want. A&M, they've, they've both done some of that. Uh, A&M, I guess, would be the other. They've, they've recruited D-line so well, but that's kind of going away. I don't know how many of the Bama linebackers that are there, especially the bigger guys in the middle, Washington's probably not going to run that defense. I could be wrong. 
But that's a big factor with whether or not in the clock is ticking since Saban has left and DeBoer is there. How many of their linebackers and D linemen are going to fit the new scheme? I have not heard anything about it. But if you're a pure nose guard and you're going to be in a, a one gap, get up the field defense, do you really want to be there? It's debatable. I mean, it's, there's still a use, but maybe that's not what you signed up for. I don't know. The interesting part is roughly, give or take the year, the NFL, there'll be 10 to 15 teams at least that run a variation of the 3-4. There are only so many guys that can play that nose spot. That's why there's not that many college. And the ones that are good enough turn pro as soon as they can. They're just the rare. I mean, you can't be taught to be 6'5", 330. So I'll be curious to see how many of the Bama backers, the ends, stand-up rush ends, the tackles, all enter the portal. Keith, if there's one thing I've learned over the past four seasons, it's to trust Norvell and this staff on talent evals. Kind of hard to argue that. They've done a stellar job on finding diamonds. Great post. It's true. I mean, obviously, you could point to several different players. A certain defensive end that just just got done at Florida State by the name of Verse would be the pinnacle of that, in my opinion. But there are other guys, too. I think that Florida State has done that. But here's the extra bonus. When you go 13-0 and you're on the map for the entire season, getting a lot of pub, ranked in the top five, it's easier to recruit. They had a better recruiting class this year. Higher-ranked guys mean anybody could evaluate. And in the portal this year, they're hitting more high-level guys in terms of notoriety. Again, Bama, Washington. Georgia, stuff like that. Terrence Ferguson's coming in from Georgia. He was a highly ranked kid that everybody wanted, big offensive lineman. You need guys like that. It's not a real long eval. Big, fast, athletic. Well, I mean, what do you what do you need to evaluate? It's pretty straightforward. Myron, how relevant are scholarship sanctions in the age of NIL? Well, that's interesting. I'll, I'll answer this before we Go to the other side. Um, if you're only losing five, and if, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it's five, and it's you know like for a year or whatever, I don't think it's a huge deal because you can load up to a certain degree with the kids that you need, but it's still not ideal. Either you're at 85 or you're not. Uh, Florida State's at a at a disadvantage this year. There's no way around it. If that you know, I don't think they're appealing or anything. And I don't know all the details. This is just off the top of my head. But other schools will have 85 and Florida State will have 80, if I am if I am correct. Now the question is, out of those five, where do they come off of? Like, for instance, you may be at your normal allotment at, let's say, offensive tackle. But you're missing one guy at safety. Or you're missing one guy at linebacker. I mean, they're short of linebacker anyway. That matters if you have that weird run where two kids in a week have an ankle sprain. Then you feel it. It's really about potluck, and I've said this forever, and it's just magnified with losing scholarships. The number one reason teams win or lose football games is injuries. There's just no other way around it. You cannot lose your star players, obviously Florida State this year is a great example, and maximize. But if it happens at a spot where you're short on top of it, boom, you can go off the end. Quarterback is obviously the biggest one. Jordan Travis is a great example, but even if he'd have stayed healthy, Florida State was really thin at linebacker this year. If they'd have had any injury problems, they could have still lost. They could have lost games at the end. They, they very easily could. Their linebackers took a lot of beating and played a lot of snaps. They were not deep. That cannot happen moving forward. And that's why we've talked a little bit about some of the kids 
from Alabama here in the last couple of minutes. It's it's a really big deal to make sure that you have as much talent as possible balanced across your roster. That's important with recruiting and the portal. That way the injuries don't beat you up quite as much. Also of importance is LinkedIn jobs. With the start of every new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals. That's a lot of people, by the way, which makes it the best place to hire. For instance, I still communicate with people that when I got on LinkedIn over 10 years ago through LinkedIn and on messaging, it's easy to connect with people. That is a fact. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate in 24 hours. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. That's LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's get back in here to the questions. I think it's pretty interesting with the uh, the information about finding players everywhere. It's it's so ironic as LinkedIn is the same kind of concept. You got to go where the talent is. Your daddy Noel did Evan Stewart fail his physical when he came to Florida State because they're making a big deal about him going to Oregon. If he did, I'm unaware now. Evan played from day one at, at AM and he played two years. Maybe he's banged up. I have no idea. I have not heard anything about it. Once I heard he went to Oregon, I stopped following him. Uh, he's as good a pass catcher as I watched this last year. Running routes and making DBs frustrated. He is tremendously talented. He didn't always get the ball where he should have, but AM's quarterback got hurt. Again, yeah, it's just part of it. He made the best of it, but that is a dude. So curious to see what he does at Oregon with a real quarterback. Miami getting Cam Ward will hopefully make our game much more competitive. Florida State will still win by 10. I don't know what Cam Ward's going to do, but that is a freaking nature. He has incredible arm strength, throws some, some really weird angles, big-time player. Um, playing down there is harder, obviously, than playing a dope, but at the same time, that game's so far off, I'm not really worried about that. Uh, it's just good that both teams will have experienced quarterbacks and that makes it a lot of fun. All right. Marcus. Man, I hope we sign the Murphy kid. We get a crystal ball for Amari. Norvell should push for the nickelback in the portal. Um, I mean, Amari is the defensive lineman slash tight end that is reclassed from the class 25 to 24. I have not heard anything on him in the last few days. I actually looked into that. I haven't heard anything. I need to check up on that. So that's actually a nice little bonus for me. I am curious about the whole situation with whether or not they're really pushing for Amari or not. It's a different deal when kids reclass. They don't have as much information in the process. They haven't taken visits all bunched together. I don't know what he's trying to do. If there's any other schools, I haven't seen him since right before the season. A hell of an athlete. Holy cow. He, he's hundred meter kid at like 220 was running 11, one, something like that. I mean, he is a really, really talented athlete. So, it's pretty interesting when you have guys like that that are coming around. Um, before I get out of here, I, I want to give you guys a couple other opportunities. Number one, 
besides Florida State, looking broader. And I'm sure people have done this to a certain degree. Are there any schools that you look at, whether they play the Noles or not, it's it's up to you. You say, man, they've got a pretty good portal class too. Who are some of the teams that you think compare to Florida State or at least have good portal class? I'm curious. I've looked through some. I, I've looked at more at like opponents for Florida State, and but not that much yet. I think by February 1st, we'll have a better idea because a lot of the stuff will actually be announced. Let's see what we got here. They said Amari signing is imminent. Well, who's they? And I don't trust anything is imminent until I see it signed in today's age. I've had kids tell me where they're going and an hour later they sign with somebody else. From somebody else that has been burned, uh, just, just note that you never know with recruits. Ole Miss. Oh, really? Hmm. Here's the thing with that. It's twofold. In terms of the players, I agree. Angelo is correct. They probably have the number one portal class on paper. Here's the problem. They spend a bunch of money on guys, in particular, Walter Nolan, who's probably as good a D-tackle as there is in the country. And it's, from what little I've heard, and I don't have a ton of info on this, probably irked some guys on the roster. I get it. How well did you do that? Florida State had some of this problem this year, too. It's pretty obvious with what happened right after the regular season in the ACC title game against Louisville. Be careful for what one wishes if you get them on the roster, because it's not if you did, it's how you did. If they bought a bunch of guys and it caused other players to leave, and it did, are you going to be better as a team next year? I think Ole Miss is more extreme than Florida State by a landslide. They have a ton of NIL money, a ton. But at the same time, I think that Sark knows he's got a senior quarterback next year. It said this is his chance to make a wild run. And maybe they can, but he's something like one in 21 or something against top 10 team. He's just not a great coach. He's a good coach. I don't think what the roster is matters. I don't think they're going to get over the top. I think he's hilarious and a great follow on Twitter. I do not trust Lane Kiffin in general, though. Louisville is exactly the same thing as Ole Miss. They're just buying kids. Just straight up. Not a single person I've talked to has told me anything other than that. This was going on before this past season, uh, not just not just kids out of the portal. So I need to see what Louisville can do. I'm not sure what their quarterback situation is, and that's a big deal, but their roster is going to be solid. Louisville's also got a really good head coach. Myron Smith, does Florida State lose five roster spots or just five scholarships? Well, I mean, it's the same to me. Um, that means they're at, at 80 instead of 85. So, I mean, it's, I think it's just for a year. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. And that sucks, but if you got your hand caught in the cookie jar, you know what, they got caught cheating. It is what it is. It doesn't sound like Florida State really fought it. It is what it is. So I could be wrong on that, but I don't think I am based on the development that was directly from the NCAA website. So could we just get five great players as walk-ons and provide an equivalent of a scholarship? There is some truth to that. I know there's one school that's paying a kicker through NIL instead of giving him a scholarship. Um, but I just don't think you're going to be able to do that. I don't think Florida State's NIL is going to go that direction. I could be wrong because, again, it, the kids getting all the money and they're not on scholarship. The kids that are, especially the ones that have already played and the blood, sweat, and tears, that usually doesn't go real well you got to be really careful for what one wishes. 
Team chemistry with NIL has taken a nosedive in college football. We all know it would, but I think Florida State, even before the Georgia game, it was pretty obvious. What's I'm telling you right now, Ole Miss is going to see some of that next year. They spent too much on guys that weren't on their roster last year. It's going to tick off guys that are on their roster and coming back. Some will not be back. Be careful for what you wish. It's an interesting take, but I would not advise that. Allen says Ole Miss. I agree. That's what we're just talking about. The Ducks. Here's an interesting thing about Oregon. They have to do that. That state is godforsaken for high school recruiting. Two to three kids a year is about all they can recruit from their home state. They got a. It's probably the hardest team to cover for recruiting. Probably the hardest is what it is. Let's see. True money can upset a team chemistry. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> Again, it it could be 10 out of 12 weeks. You're all good. One guy says something about it in the locker room. There you go. It Money changes people, good and bad. So it, it can be the most random thing in the world, too. Lose five, five over two-year period. If it's two, that's a little harder. And this is where it gets interesting. I don't know if there's an answer to this yet because it's the portal hasn't been around long enough to have any precedence for it. Do you go a little heavier or a little lighter with the portal with you losing the scholarships? I guess that's negotiable. And looks like Florida State's all in, at least on the top end guys. But I think the recruiting class they just had says that they're, they're trending towards doing the right thing and getting more high school kids overall, which I think is great. Yeah, Angela brings up a good point. He thinks that USA did this quite a bit as well. I I don't know what Caleb made, but he, he was getting corporate sponsorships. I mean, he's doing the Dr. Pepper commercials and stuff. He's doing Nissan commercials. He's making millions. I don't know what their deal is, but they brought in a lot of guys over the last two years for the portal, and their coaching on defense was an atrocity to college football. They did go out and get a really good coordinator, a guy from UCLA across town, but they probably didn't have the greatest chemistry. They, you know, like they bought the kid off Pittsburgh's roster, et cetera. When you do that stuff, there's a chance for failure. There just is. I don't know if they're going to be able to get enough guys to make it happen out there, but you would think so. When it's California, how hard is it to recruit high school kids? But they're not recruiting California anywhere near as well as they used to. I just don't think their coaching staff puts in enough work on the recruiting trail with high school players. Maybe it's part of it's because they're getting so many portal guys and those young kids don't want to wait. That's the other thing. Got to be careful what you do. That, that's a really iffy situation. Daniel Hicks, DJU will have a breakout year. He will fulfill his expectations. Finally, I believe. Daniel, I'm curious as to why you think that. Uh, he has the arm, that's for sure. He's got one of the strongest arms I've ever seen. One last note before I, I wrap up. Um, I will be back in full swing uh, later this week, Friday at the latest, hopefully Thursday. My plane got uh, derailed. I was supposed to be back and forth on Saturday, but the weather in the Midwest is not so great, being kind, and it's even cold down in through Tennessee and whatnot. But I'll be back late tomorrow, get kind of back situated Wednesday. I've got a few things to do, then hopefully Thursday I can have podcasts every day. Between now and Thursday, I would be surprised if there aren't a whole bunch of different things going on with transfer portal. A lot of guys have to make decisions. There might even be a few other high school kids that were not signed. Might be a little bit of that, too. 
Let's see, Daniel Hicks. I just think he's hungry. NFL in his sights. Well, DJ, if he has a good year, he only completed 57% last year. But if DJ can get to like 61, 62 and be good in a clutch moment in a game, like Miami game, Clemson, something like that, whatever. If he has a game where he's the reason the Knowles win, and it's pretty obvious, which it's pretty easy to tell if the quarterback's the difference maker because watch him on every play on the TV screen. He can go because he's huge. He's 250. He has the arm. He will be a fifth-year senior this year. He'll be as experienced as any quarterback there is in college football. Maybe I need to see it. I'm very worried because he only completed 57% last year, and Jonathan Smith was his coach. That guy's a really good quarterback coach. Rodney Zephyrin. The scholarship count is five over the Two years remaining, two this year, three next year, and they might have already had a reduction this past year because Atkins already served part of his suspension. That's why I said it's a little iffy. The NCAA is never the greatest at explaining things. Thanks for that information, by the way. I truly appreciate it. But it, things could change. They might give it back, too. Like, there's sometimes scholarships give given back. Oh, we did too much. So it is what it is. But even losing a scholarship, that's still one less than your competition. I don't know how they're going to do it. I imagine they're going to be short a linebacker anyway, so they could just look at it that way. And a couple of walk-ons might play a little more. Hard to say. I agree with Daniel Hicks. The kids that Norvell and staff are surrounding DJ Ewith will have him looking like a Heisman material, especially with Norvell in his ear. I am curious if Norvell can help him. It's a different offense than what Jonathan runs. Probably not as post-snap heavy, if I was to guess. That might help. Daniel Hicks, I agree, need to see it. Yeah, 100%. Rodney, also, NIL can pay for tuition, and they can be preferred walk-on. It won't affect them at all. I Them, it depends on what you mean by them. The player, obviously not, but I, I worry about the roster. If a kid gets all his stuff paid for and gets a little more, does it tick off someone in the roster? It just needs to depend on what exactly the NIL pays for. If it's just a scholarship, it ain't going to matter. But I don't know how many kids are going to do that. Let's see what else we got here. Marcus, do you think Norvell goes after the Bama tight end? In your words, that guy is a dude. Look, he's an athlete. I've seen him play numerous times. Uh, very freaky. It'd be hard to imagine that all the Florida schools wouldn't at least make a phone call. Uh, Nye Black's here talking about he's from the St. Petersburg area. Nobody could guard him in high school. He's a freak of nature, play tight end and receiver. I'd call him. Great explanation, according to Rodney, talking about uh, from Angelo. Let's see. Daniel Hicks, also excited about the backup running back with Williams from Bama. He got a decent amount of carries. Yeah, he did. Uh, for those of you who didn't catch the beginning part, 16 carries, 64 yards, and a touchdown. That is what we're talking about. If you're going to go out your senior year and have a great game, there's really not much of a better way to do it, in my opinion, Unless you're going to talk about doing it against Georgia. Rodell Williams, 16 carries, 64 yards, and a touchdown helped Alabama upset Georgia. That's a pretty good sign. Let's see. KH, I think Harold Perkins will jump into the portal and come to Florida State. I do not. I think there is zero chance of that. Let's see. He's already gone to Tennessee. Who are we talking about? Oh, if he's talking about Nye Black then that's something that just happened. Uh, boy, he'd be a great fit in Tennessee's offense. Holy cow. It's a very simplistic offense. 
and he likes to go vertical. Nyblack is a true flex tight end. So, all right. Well, I am going to wrap up this pod. Um, thanks for all that came in. Please hit that like button, hit that subscribe, share this podcast, and make sure to tune in again. Should be back, like I said, again on Thursday. Got a continued discussion about the portal. It just seems like every time I open up my computer, there's somebody new. It's incredible, actually. Um, it's, to be honest with you, one of the more unique things to kind of figure out because it just seems to come in waves. But the transfer portal is its own beast. So with that, please come back and see us again soon. Thank you very much. Take care.